You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today the topic of our podcast is the story of Cassandra. Being on a deeply spiritual path, I often receive strong messages that have inspired a lot of my work. And although I do a lot of research, I also receive so much of my information through intuitive channels. This week, I was given the topic of the podcast. I didn't decide to do this on my own. I actually received a message to tell the story of Cassandra. Now, my first response was, I've already done that. I did a podcast on Cassandra many years ago. I've delved into a lot of mythological women, such as Pandora, Inanna, Kali, and Persephone. And I love weaving the myths and their themes into our stories of today, especially women's stories. Women have long received the message that they're the original sinners of society, that they're powerless, that they should not speak up, they should be good girls, their sexuality is shameful, and they're responsible for the downfall of mankind. And just as Pandora was the woman who unleashed the evils of the world upon humanity, Cassandra is the one who foretold of humanity's doom. But there is so much more. Cassandra was said to be the daughter of King Priam and Queen Hecuba of Troy. The older and most common versions of the story state that she was admired by the god Apollo, who sought to win her with the gift to see the future. In one version of the story, Cassandra promised him favors, but after receiving the gift, she went back on her word and refused the god. The enraged Apollo could not revoke a divine power, so he added to it the curse that though she would see the future, nobody would believe her prophecies. In other sources, Cassandra didn't break a promise. The powers were given to her as an enticement to seduce her. But when these seductions failed, to make Cassandra love Apollo, he cursed her to always be disbelieved in spite of the truth of her words. And so Cassandra was a prophet, but her prophecies were never believed. She was seen as a liar and a madwoman by her family and by the Trojan people. Cassandra foresaw the destruction of Troy In various accounts of the war, she warned the Trojans about the Greeks hiding inside the Trojan horse. As I checked inward to ask, why do I tell the story of Cassandra now? I hear that I was to go forth and be Cassandra, which basically meant to speak what I see and know to be true, even if I'm disbelieved. And I'm not alone. The story of Cassandra is alive and well in society today, both in the voices of men and women. 
Yet women have more a history of being demonized and disbelieved, especially in narcissistic society. Women throughout the ages have tried to tell the story of their rape, their abuse, their manipulation, gaslighting, and what led to their downfall. But they were not believed. Instead, they were gaslighted by the very society they tried to seek support from. We're currently living in an age where transparency is coming to the forefront, only it hasn't quite arrived yet. And so there are many who try to make their voices heard, but are not believed. In this episode of Pandora's Box, I'm not just talking about the fate of women who are not believed, but an entire segment of society who attempt to speak what they know to be true and yet are censored, discredited, shamed, and considered crazy. And so we have a society on the verge of its own doom, and the voices that are attempting to save and protect society that are being silenced. There is so much gaslighting going on. I feel my work with narcissistic abuse has led me to the doorway to where I can so clearly see what's happening, just as Cassandra did. I see how the stories are spun and the lies are woven. I see the gaslighting, the belittling, the punishing of innocent people, the control, the manipulation, and the attempt to pull the wool over the heads of the minions of society. In narcissistic abuse speak, the minions are those who blindly follow the lead of the narcissist and will even take up arms against the enemies of the narcissist without any real information other than the words of the narcissist. So we're living in a highly narcissistic society, and I've been predicting its downfall for some time now. Of course, I'm not alone in these predictions, as Cassandra was. And many of us see the need for narcissistic society to come crashing down. But do we see the need to speak our truth? Do we see the need to prepare? Do we see the need to trust in our own internal guidance rather than blindly follow the leader? Well, I'm not here to tell you what to think and believe, but I am here to tell you that this is the time where each one of us are being called to go within and find our own truth. Find our deepest truth. Look beyond appearances. Things are not as they seem. You who have followed my work throughout the years know these are the very things we must do to extract ourselves from the clutches of a narcissist. Now these are the things we must do to prevent the complete collapse of our society. We must not only listen to our deepest truth and trust in the inner knowing, but we must also do our research and find the information to validate this truth. Isn't this what we do with narcissistic abuse? We know in our heart of hearts that something's really wrong, and then we go to the internet and begin our search for answers. And our search leads us to the term narcissist, and we go down that rabbit hole until each one of us who embark on this research journey have earned our masters in understanding the manipulative, deceptive practices of a narcissist. 
It can only make sense that if our world is led by psychopaths and narcissists, the leaders can be up to no good. But for those who don't understand psychopathy or narcissism, they really can't be that bad, right? Why would a group of people or organizations intentionally do something that would hurt us? Maybe those of us who see another perspective are just insane or bitter or acting out from a place of feeling disempowered. We're in a time of polarization, and it seems the polarization is based on opposing beliefs and ideas about what's going on in the world today. We're a product of our beliefs, and people defend their beliefs often in ways that are hurtful, accusational, and demeaning of others. It doesn't matter if we're talking about politics, pandemics, or treatments. There are polarizing beliefs in every area. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle road, but only a road that goes left and a road that goes right. And I'm not talking about wings of politics here, but rather a splitting of timelines. Many people find themselves on the outside looking in, and others are on the inside looking out. There are different ideas, ideologies, and beliefs around what's happening in the world, and these insights are projected out upon the world. We're trying to make changes out there when what we really need to do is bring our attention back to that place within. We need to face the fears that prevent us from fully stepping into our deepest truth. We need to find our voices and speak our truth, even if we're not believed. Cassandra continued to foretell what she saw. She continued to prophesize the future, even when she was not believed. She could not not speak what she was seeing. She felt a duty to warn the people she cared about of what was coming. Not being heard was her curse, and yet still she spoke out. Now, just the same as a narcissistically abusive situation when one who has had the unfortunate experience of getting too close to a narcissist tries to tell others what has gone down, many find they're not believed. And this is really frustrating. It feels like more gaslighting, because it is. It feels like a curse. One might feel they're losing their sanity, and in some accounts of Cassandra, not being believed, drove her mad. When I work with people coming out of these narcissistically abusive situations, I encourage them to trust themselves. This is truly the key. Trust yourself. You can't base your reality upon the beliefs of others. You can't put your fate in the hands of minions who are somehow vested in believing the lie. It's not that these people are bad people, they're simply ignorant. They don't have enough experience with this disorder to understand how it affects people. Sometimes people don't believe the truth because they don't want to. They believe what they want to believe. We often dismiss information that is not in alignment with our ideas of the world. We may have a belief in good and evil unless it's in our own backyard, because how could evil actually show up in our backyard? 
that would mean we personally have to deal with it, and we might not feel equipped to deal with it. Psychopaths may hurt a bunch of unknown people, but they don't show up in our neighborhoods, or worse yet, our beds. So that's a common belief. If we were to believe that psychopaths are living amongst us in our neighborhoods, in our communities, we wouldn't feel safe. And because we have a need to feel safe, our minds may easily reject information that causes us to feel unsafe. And this is what we call denial. Denial is believing what you want to believe because it's the easiest path. Knowing the dirty truth is often avoided because if we know the truth, we might have to change the circumstances of our life. We might need to take some responsibility. We might have to change. An example is an alcoholic who's not willing to see that he's an alcoholic. He tells himself all kinds of stories about how his drinking is normal, and he surrounds himself with people like him who validate his drinking as normal. He demonizes his family or spouse who confront him with the problems his drinking is causing, and he pushes them away. He's built for himself a safe little world where he can continue to drink and feel good about it. The alcoholic is not likely to change until he hits a bottom so deep he can't go on the same any longer. Maybe he gets thrown in jail for drunk driving, or worse yet, injures or kill someone in a driving accident. Maybe his spouse leaves him and takes the children. Maybe he loses his job. Maybe all of the above. But something happens to where the lie he's been telling himself doesn't hold water any longer, and he's forced to face the truth. And this is what it is to come out of denial. Those of us who have been in relationships with narcissists go through the same type of denial. We don't want to see that person as beyond redemption. We don't want to acknowledge that our relationship is doomed. We don't want to face the fact that the narcissist is not likely to ever change. We form beliefs that keep us comfortable in our lives about what's going on. But there's a point where the comfortably numb state becomes very uncomfortable and our lives don't work for us anymore. I believe that a large percentage of the population, I believe that a large percentage of our population are in denial about what's really going on in the world today. There is a press to get back to normal, but what is normal and what are we getting back to? We're in a time where we've outgrown the ways we've been living in. If we continued on as we always had, we couldn't survive. We're a population growing exponentially with little or no consideration for the future that we're creating. We're not addressing the most major issues of society, such as our disconnection with ourselves, with God, with each other, our poverty, poor physical health and the rapid increase of disease, poor mental health and the rapid increase of neurosis and psychosis. We're not addressing our declining values. We're not addressing that we are appearance-driven society, spiritually disconnected and narcissistic. 
A society built on a lack of true concern for the world we've created needs to fall, just as a narcissistic relationship is normally doomed to fail, because there's not a true spiritual foundation for that relationship or that society. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's about, about how it's all about how things appear rather than how they really are. And so it's no surprise that life has created the circumstances where people are rising up and speaking their truth, even when their truth is going against the mainstream narrative. People are speaking out even though they're not believed. And they're, they're shamed and made to feel that they're insane. Cassandra is among us, and she is foretelling our future, but who will listen? Who will believe her when she foretells our doom? Is not the prophet who foretells the future here to warn us so we can bring about a different outcome? But what happens when nobody will listen? Well, in the case of Cassandra, the predicted futures came true anyway, regardless of the beliefs of the people. She predicted the fall of Troy, and Troy did fall. There was death and destruction. Nobody heeded the warnings, and fate was delivered. The positive thing happening in society today is that the polarization we see is roughly 50-50. We can't know the exact numbers, but we know that about half the population believe one way and half believe another. There are groups of people in many different countries speaking out for their rights and their freedoms. There are groups trying to suppress their rights and their freedoms. There are those who say we don't have the right to have rights during a pandemic. There are those who go blindly along with the program and those who resist or align with a deeper truth that has nothing to do with the one being fed by the mainstream media. I can see a lot right now, but the main thing I see is our need to be aware if we're anchored in love or fear. Because fear is what is used to control a person or a population. If we're made fearful, we are easy to control. But if we seek the truth within us and align with the energy of love, we can't be controlled by fear programs. I've noticed those who have the most difficulty leaving an abusive situation are those who are the most disempowered and fearful. Those who are the first to leave are often those with the most courage and inner strength. We need to confront our fears and find our courage. And remember that courage is not a lack of fear. It's facing the fear and doing what in your heart of hearts you believe to be right. Now, being right is not about making somebody else wrong. It's more about following your own truth and doing what in your heart of hearts you know to be the right thing for you. We need to see all humanity as players in a giant play and everybody has their role to play. What is yours? What is your deepest truth? What do you really believe? Are you being manipulated by fear or guided by love? 
Fighting against those who believe differently isn't going to get us to where we want to go, which is into a world that is built on love and harmony. War does not bring peace. And isn't it peace that we all really seek? So fighting against each other isn't helpful, but standing in our truth is. We can't prevent others from fighting against us, devaluing us, mocking us, discrediting us, shaming us, and blaming us. We can't stop others from being who they are, but we can heal ourselves to where the attacks coming to us from others are dismissed and not given power. Just as with narcissistic abuse, we need to develop the understanding that we don't have to take on the accusations of the narcissist. We can separate ourselves from our attackers and find comfort and support with like-minded people. Unlike Cassandra, there are people out there who will believe us and with whom we can find true community and sanity. We simply need to find these people, align with them, and develop supportive communities of like-minded, like-hearted people. There's a saying from the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, build it and they will come. The old world is falling away and a new one is being born. If we focus on the building of the new and allowing the old to fall, we may find ourselves in a mass awakening to where more and more people are aligning with the deeper truth of who we are and why we are here. More and more people are choosing love rather than fear. More and more people are finding the strength to stand in the face of the narcissistic destroyers and take back their power. We're not here to convince others of our truth. We're here to live our truth. And there's a difference. If we shamelessly live in our truth, this alone has power. Remember that Cassandra never stopped for telling her prophecies, even when she was not believed. We can never stop living our truth, even if our truth is causing chaos around us, in our communities, in our families, in our relationships, in our workplace. Speak your truth only to those who are willing to listen. Let the naysayers find their own way. Let's not get caught up in what is right or what is wrong, but rather what is true for you. Be willing to ask yourself if your own belief feels solid or is it just there to protect you from the discomfort of a deeper truth? None of us think and believe exactly the same, but please remember that the narcissistic way is that the narcissist is always right and you are always wrong. We need to be careful about not making people who don't think exactly as we do wrong. We all have our reasons for thinking and believing as we do. We need to allow for differences of opinions and differences of beliefs. But now is not the time to enable our inner people pleaser and follow the crowd. Now is the time to stand strong in yourself, get a sense of your own purpose, and face your own fears. Ask yourself if you feel you are a healthy cell in the body of humanity, or are you an unhealthy cell? 
We can only build a healthy humanity when healthy cells are the majority. So let's focus on being healthy cells, following our true calling, finding love within and bringing our light to the world. It is our collective light that illuminates the darkness and ultimately brings healing to the world. So I want to thank you for listening and even for accepting some of these challenges of really finding what your own truth is, what it is you truly believe is right for you. If you'd like more information on my work with narcissism, please visit my website at NarcissismFree.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Oh,